It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. This is going to be fun. The Oklahoma City Thunder see Kaysan Wallace debut at NBA Summer League. What a talented group this is. What does it mean? We'll talk about it all on today's Locked On Thunder podcast. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Lockdown. You are Locked On Thunder. The Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, media member, and editor-in-chief over at thunderousintentions.com. Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LOTHUNDERPOD. Email the show, LOTHUNDERPOD at gmail.com. We're also on threads at Ryland underscore Styles. And so on today's show, we're diving into the Thunder's first game in Vegas as Kassan Wallace debuts and steals the heart of the Heartland in his debut. Chet Holmgren is finding his groove a little bit. We have a couple summer league graduations. Usman Jang is building and building and building. More Jared Butler propaganda. Kathy Johnson also made his debut, showed the juice that he can provide, and a lot more. So continue listening. Thank you so much. For making us your first listen. You everydayers are amazing to listen every single day. Subscribe anywhere you get your podcast from to become an everydayer. And let's get into the show. So, Jeremiah Robinson Earl out again with an ankle injury. Unclear if he's going to play in Vegas. We'll see. Jalen Williams out of Santa Clara is officially not going to play in Vegas. He played one summer league game and that was enough. He walked across the stage. He graduates with honors. That's our first graduation. Find out who the second one is later on. So the Thunder, finally, after this awkward transactional period, get to unleash Kaysen Wallace. And he's in the starting lineup with Trey Mann, with Usman Jang, with Jay Will, and with Chet Holmgren. As a note, the Thunder did make a a transaction, a trade, about 20 minutes before tip-off, where they sent Patty Mills, reroute him to Atlanta, get back Rudy Gay, get back Ty Ty Washington, get back Usman Gruba in another second round pick. We're going to discuss this more on Monday's show, but just so you're aware that did happen and I do have takes about it. But, but right now let's focus on the summer league game we just watched because that's the beauty of an everyday show. We don't have to cram anything in. I want to give it the attention it deserves. The big thing in this game was that Kassan Wallace makes his debut. He steals the heart of Thunder fans and he 
announces himself as a pass the baton player. So after having to sit out in, in Salt Lake City because the trade wasn't official, he didn't get to sign his rookie extension until you know, rookie rookie scale deal until yesterday. Added to the summer league roster yesterday, he gets to play and debut against his hometown team, the same franchise that traded him on draft night. And in this game, 27 uh, minutes, 20 points, two steals, two assists to just two turnovers, three rebounds. He went six for ten from three, nailing multiple catch and shoot looks. He scrapped for a ton of rebounds. And he showed you what he is going to be. And what he's going to be embodies Thunder basketball. It embodies what this fan base looks for in a player, what this fan base gravitate towards. He's going to be a fan favorite in Oklahoma City by January. I guarantee it. I guarantee you by January. As people start to tune back into this team this year, as the buzz around Bricktown gets more and more loud around this team from now until January, by January, he will be most people's favorite player if they're from Oklahoma. He's just that type of player, that hustle mentality, that scrappy, that, 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 that kind of just fighter that Oklahomans love. And there were multiple plays that showed you that hustle, but but because of that hustle, he showed you why he's so important to this team because he's going to be a type of player that makes breaks. He doesn't wait for the breaks to come to him. How does he do that? Well, let's just start with that half-court shot. You know, that, that's a play that got blown up, deflected in the backcourt. There's three seconds left on the shot clock. Uh, you know, you could have easily just pouted or quit on the play or whatever. He races back to go get that deflected ball gets it, races to half court, doesn't worry about his shooting percentages or whatever, just launches it from half court and nails it. If you give up on that play, you don't have three points. If you don't have three points in the long run, that is going to you know, stack up eventually. And and because you didn't give up on the play, you got the reward of, hey, you know, we, we got an extra three points out of the deal for the team and also uh, personally. You saw in this game that play, the deflected balls that, that he was able to have that, you know, might not have even ended up in steals, like the one where he just comes darting in uh, in the backcourt and, and looked like that Ed Reed comparison uh, that Mark gave him at the rookie press conference. You know, those plays, even if they don't end up in steals, it creates breaks for your team. It turns a play where it looks like it's going to be an easy bucket for the other team into you getting to realign your defense, which with the parts on this team should be top 10, even top five in the league defensively this year. Those type of things add up and result in wins, result in successful possessions. And if you continue to have successful possessions, you're going to have a successful team, a successful game, a successful season, etc. And so whenever you have more of these guys that will go out there and make something happen instead of being reactionary or waiting on something to happen, it's going to help your team. Fighting for rebounds to, to gain or maintain possession is huge. And relocating off ball, the knack for that that he showed tonight was so impressive where he's able to relocate, get himself in a better shooting window, uh, a better passing lane for his teammate, catches it and comes through for them, knocks it down. It's just awesome to see. And he's an absolute pest defensively. He's going to be a really good defender in his own right, but whenever you anchor him with Chet Holmgren, you anchor him and surround him with uh, the, the defenders on this team, the potential 
is off the charts. And I think that there's a lot of ways to go with this. Let's start with the fact that he has admitted, you know, look, I like to play on ball, off ball. I'll do whatever it takes. That's easy to say. That's easy to say. That's easy to win a press conference by saying that. But that's not always the case for players. For Casey Wallace, I think it is the case. Because you saw the lob play and him be on ball with Keontae Johnson. Uh, you saw the lob play where he was able to thrive, but he was really, really good off ball. And so with Sam Presti calling him a no agenda basketball player with, with you know, Wallace himself saying that he likes to play on and off ball, you can see where he's just going to fit in. And you can surround him with any type of player you want to. He's going to make it work. And the Thunder have a lot of those type of guys. And when you start to rely on those type of guys, it makes team building easier. And when it makes team building easier and you have the assets that Oklahoma City has, along with the already good young core that they have, it makes it, it makes Sam Presti's job, who's already one of the better GMs in the sport, if not the best GM in the sport, it makes his job just a piece of cake, really, as you continue to uh, maneuver here, where you haven't taken on any long-term money. You've only acquired draft assets that, that are extremely valuable. Like You can do a lot of things. And when I say that, don't think next week. Think like next year, the two years, three years from now, as you start to put a bow on this, on this roster, putting that bow on there becomes easier. You know, it'll match the wrapping paper whenever you have guys like Kassan Wallace who can do a lot of different things, share the floor with a lot of different type of players, and just kind of gel and fit in. But he was awesome. And he embodies Thunder culture. He embodies Oklahoma. In the first 11 minutes of his NBA career in Summer League, 15 points, a steal, an assist, three rebounds, five for six shooting from three. This is a guy who will demand minutes, not verbally, not like a malcontent, but demand it with his play on the court where you are not going to be able to hold him out of that rotation from day one. He's going to be someone who plays so well. He forces your hand to play him every single night and play him pretty significant minutes. And he is a pass the baton guy right now where, you know, we know what this starting lineup is going to look like. It's going to look like, you know, Chet, J-Dub, Josh Giddy, Lou Dort, SGA. Whenever they go into a game and they light it on fire for the first five, six, seven, eight minutes, and it's time for them to come out of the game, they're passing that baton to Kassan Wallace. They're passing that baton to Mitchich. They're passing that baton to these guys that, that will take it and run with it and not let that lead evaporate. If anything, they'll maintain or grow the lead. The two-man game between him and Jalen Williams out of Arkansas was incredible tonight and and we saw how Jay will put Isaiah Joe last year in a lot of advantageous situations offensively uh, off those cuts and off of his ability to screen and, and to and to do the dribble handoffs and everything else that he did to, to set up Isaiah Joe that's going to work the same way with Kassan Wallace only now you have you know Wallace who can do on ball stuff you have uh, Isaiah Joe who can camp out and so Isaiah Joe really benefits from all this you know in the sense of he's going to be on the floor with players that demand offensive gravity, that makes his life easier where he's going to cash in 40% from three. And it's just going it, to, it's it's all coming together in the, in the sense of it's all going to work together. You can easily visualize how each player complements each other and how you can piece together a rotation where everyone is working in harmony. And that's what's even more exciting for Oklahoma City. This is not just a, a combination of good young players and you got to figure it out. 
they're good young players who also simultaneously work together and fit together like a beautiful puzzle. So Casey Wallace's debut while in summer league, while summer league doesn't matter, whatever, whatever qualifiers you want to use. It's the context of it that should have you very excited right now in Oklahoma city. Let me know what you think of Casey Wallace's NBA debut down below on YouTube and also on Twitter and threads at Rylan underscore styles coming up. Let's talk graduation. J dub has graduated from summer league. Who else has done the same? We'll discuss that coming up, but first want to tell you right now, better good friends over at betterhelp.com slash locked on NBA. Go there right now to make yourself a better you because it's easy right now in this day and age to get caught up, to spread yourself too thin, to, to be, so focused on what other people need and expect from you and, and kind of forget what you need from yourself. And so you can help yourself kind of regain that and, and, and find some positive coping skills and, and, and how to set boundaries and how to become a better version of yourself when you use BetterHelp. And you can go to betterhelp.com slash locked on to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on MBA. So you get 10% off your first month. It is therapy, but it's made easy for you. It's just digestible and it's something that can work around your schedule. It's totally online. What you do is you go sign up, you fill out this questionnaire, they're going to match you with the therapist. But if that therapist is not the right match for you, you can just simply uh, shuffle in a new therapist at no extra charge to you until you find the one you click with at no additional charge. So you're going to find the therapist that you want around your schedule entirely online at betterhelp.com, betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on MBA. You get 10% off your first month when you get started. So check it out today, betterhelp.com slash locked on MBA. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at Hello Thunder Pod. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. You everydayers make the show go round, and the show does not stop. Every day we're talking Thunder basketball to get your fix because we all know we cannot wait for this Thunder season to get here. On Monday, we're going to break down the aforementioned trade, update our roster projection, and set the expectation level for Oklahoma City. Tuesday, we're going to you know, delay mailbag Monday till Tuesday because of this trade. Tuesday, we're going to have your mailbag questions, which you can get in right now on Twitter, right now on, uh, on on YouTube and on threads and anywhere else, even on the email address. Get in your questions to be answered on the show. All about whatever you think of the Thunder, the Summer League, NBA in general, anything you want to talk about, we'll talk about on Tuesday. Wednesday, we're going to recap that Rocket Summer League game. Thursday, recap that Pacers Summer League game. And then Friday, let's, let's have a positive Friday. What's the best case scenario? If everything worked out perfectly for Oklahoma City, what does that look like this year? We'll discuss that coming up. But right now, Jay Will has graduated from Summer League just as J-Dub has. Jalen Williams out of Arkansas, the big man, is just, Jay Will is just so good. 
And his two-man game with with Casey uh, Wallace is going to be special for Oklahoma City. He scores nine points, three assists, seven rebounds, a block, and and one. He just does everything at a very high level. He has really high footwork, uh, a good motor, a good ability to stay in front of guys, brings intensity, communicates very well, uh, just does a lot of stuff to help you out. He, he is a, a top-notch playmaker for his position. And he hit that that three. With Jay Will, the reason why I think that he's ascended from, from Summer League, there's just not much less left for him to work on, for him to prove or you know experiment with because at this point we know what jay will is we know what he provides we know what um the mold is for him to be a contributor and a rotational player and and part of the reason you play in summer league is to try things right terrence ferguson played in summer league tried to be a point guard in summer league i mean we saw how that worked out but like that's what you use summer league for and there's just not really a role to put J. Will in to experiment with right now. You've seen him play with Chet, um, you know, for you know three games now, and next to him, and seeing how that looks, which we'll talk about coming up. But there's just not really a role to put him in that that would be surprising or or experimental or any info gathering. Jay was just a really good rotational big, and that's just what it is. And he impacts the game at such a high level for 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 who, what his role is. Obviously, we're not talking all star, we're not talking superstar, but like for what his role is, he impacts the game at a very high clip. And he's getting the attention nationally. I mean, the Hoop Collective, while they had a a tough Thunder segment because it, it's still hard for the national media to talk about the Thunder, uh, they did gush about Jay Will, rightfully so. He deserves some attention, especially after that awkward holly rose side swipe like jay will also in that game like the most egregious thing about the side swipe was that like jay will had a really good game that night so there was not even a point or a merit to make the dig but no, i digress jay will was just really good really good let's talk chet holmgren though hey guys guess what he's settled into his role like we were overreacting fans were overreacting to chet holmgren's first few summer league games like oh he's not sharp offensively Oh, he's turned the ball over too much. Oh, this, that, the third. Guys, he hasn't played basketball in a year. And he was playing against altitude and he was playing, uh, you know, trying to get back in game shape and, and trying to find his bearings about him. And, and guess what? You add in some guard depth and you add in Cason Wallace and it's no surprise he had one of his better games uh, of Summer League this season. There's a few points I want to get to. Let's start with the first one. Summer League is for trying things out. And so him playing with J-Will alongside J-Will, I, I understand why it gets the heat that it does um, for, for the Thunder trying that. But let's not forget, this is all experimental. And the Thunder at every turn have said publicly and privately, he is a center. They're going to use him as a center. They're going to to play him at the five and, and don't want to be predictive of if he can or can't do it. They want to see it. So let's not allow a few minutes here, you know, at Summer League with Jay Will to act like, you know, they're never going to put him as a lone big and, and they're and they're ruining and wasting his potential. Because the bottom line is, and, and, and I don't mean any disrespect to, to Dequan Plowden or Jaden Shackelford, you're not going to bring Jay Will off the bench in summer league with this roster. Neither would you do JRE if he got healthy or, or healthy in the sense of like, one of the two was always going to be in the lineup because that's just part of the respect thing, part of the what you've earned thing by you know, being a returning player. And so I wouldn't at all 
be concerned with like, why are they playing Chet in the corner so much on defense? And he's this amazing rim protector and great in the pick and roll, but they're not using him that way enough. Yeah, because it's just an awkward roster right now. Like when this roster is fully, fully going in, in October, the starting lineup is going to be SGA, Josh Giddy, Lou Dort, J-Dub, Chet. And Chet will be the rim protector down low. He'll be in pick and roll coverage. He won't be in the corner camping out. Like that's just the bottom line. So I think that that got a bit over-exaggerated tonight. As in like, oh, the Thunder are wasting this. They're just, their hands are tied right now. You're not going to tell Jay Will to come off the bench and, and, to, and to play the majority of his minutes with Jaden Shackelford. No offense to Jaden Shackelford. No offense to, to Daquan Plowden. And so that, that's the first part. Second part that I love from Chad Holmgren. I loved him attacking Derek Lively, who Lively was overzealous, overaggressive, and uh, he got he got exposed for it sometimes whenever Chet was, uh, you know, kind of scoring around him on that nifty layup. But but part of that is just the mental edge of like, yeah, I'll take on the 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 burden of of going after Lively and, and trying to pound into Lively, uh, and and it worked out more often than not. So I I really like that. I really like that from him. The outlet pass from Jay, to, you know, to Jay Will was also very encouraging for the Thunder, who are third in the league in pace last year. And, you know, that is going to continue to be what butters their bread, especially, you know, in the regular season, as it's more of a high-paced game. And you can just easily picture the grab-and-go stuff from Chet, the, the, the outlet passes from Chet, the ability to spark transition off of misses and also makes, frankly, like there's a there's a, a chance where even if a team you know scores a bucket that there can be a scramble play with Chet's long passing ability uh, to to put OKC on the advantage even after a make and so you saw some of that passing uh, touch all throughout the week but also that outlet pass in the game to Jaywell was also very fun two blocks a steal two turnovers two uh, ten rebounds three on offense seven on defense one for four from three shot fifty percent from the floor a plus sixteen. He continues to work himself into game shape. I, I'm not sure how many more uh, games he has left in him in summer league uh, because, you know, typically returners only play in Salt Lake City. This is an interesting case where, they, you know, they, they rest him on the second half back-to-back, played him, uh, you know, so they can play him in Vegas under the bright lights, under the, the granular stage of Vegas here in, in, uh, in, in summer league. I'm not sure how much he's going to play, if he's going to even play against the Rockets, but I would think that the Rockets would be about the limit uh, for these returners especially, you know, Chet Holmgren, but we'll see. He continues to to look better each and every game in the sense of like actually watching him uh, beyond the box where he continues to look better and continues to look more comfortable out there. I will say he does slip a lot. I, I want him to stop slipping. It scares me, but uh, I think that everything's going to be all right with Chet Holmgren. Coming up, let's talk Usman Jang, who continues to build upon some fancy success. Why this game from Ch- Trey Mann was more impressive than his last one. And you know, we got to end the show with more Jared Butler propaganda. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to locked on NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
We're back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. Folks, for your next listen, check out Lockdown NBA for everything National Basketball Association that you need. Usman Jang. It's almost like we should have given a 20-year-old who just turned 20 at the end of May time. He built on his last game, which was his most impressive game of his NBA tenure, both G League, Summer League, actual NBA. Anything to do with the NBA, last game was the best he's looked. And in this game, he was able to sustain that. And he's continued to climb up the ladder the last three nights. After a, after a bad start to Summer League, the first game back on Monday. There were encouraging mishaps for Usman Jang. The fact he had no hesitation going five for nine overall, three for seven from the three-point line, uh, loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it from Usman Jang. He was he was decisive, he was comfortable, he was confident, and that's going to make him and has made him look like a totally different player out there now that he's not hesitating. Five rebounds, a steal, three assists. He had two turnovers. One of the turnovers I loved because it was him thinking fast and going and and and, and trusting himself. Didn't work out because they weren't on the same page. But you know the ball was swinging around the perimeter, swinging around the perimeter. It got to Usman Jang, and he immediately fires it in the corner because that's where Jay Will had been standing. And I like Jay Will corner threes. I don't know about you. And so Usman Jang was anticipating, hey, he's going to stay right there. We're going to swing this into the corner. Boom, three. Jay Will was anticipating, hey, I'm going to cut here and get the ball closer to the basket and, and, and have a high percentage shot here at the rim. So they just weren't on the same page, but that decisiveness I think was encouraging because you, know, you could easily see the ball get stuck to a player who's, who's hesitant. And then it gives the defense time to rotate and react and, and, and end that momentum. So overall, it was great to see Usman Jang continue to build and he has gone you know better and better and improved game to game to game these last three nights which is another sign of turning that corner a bit because you know typically to this point as a young player he's kind of been he's kind of been a, a step forward two back three three forward two back that type of guy not the case right now we'll save the Jared Butler propaganda because I want to talk first about Trey Mann so Trey Mann I was really impressed with him tonight and he only had 11 points and five assists and two steals and, and went three for six from the from the three-point line four for eight from the floor he didn't have like the 30 point uber great game, but that's why I was impressed with him. He just played within the flow of the offense. He played within the contract of the team. Uh, he didn't, you know, press for his looks. He didn't say, Hey, get out of my way. I'm the hot hand. Who do you think you are? He just did his job. He was calm. He was confident. He was under control, poised, didn't hunt for anything. And second straight game where he was a much better playmaker which is an adjustment that he has made even, even this week, much less with his body of work. 11 points, two steals, five assists, three for six from three, two for eight, uh, four for eight from the floor, and a nice little little reverse jelly layup from him at the end. I like that a lot. Uh, so great job from Trey Mann, especially uh, to, to kind of conform to what the team had, especially with more parts around him and not just kind of hunt for his own. Jared Butler, three for four from three, five assists, a rebound, a steal, nine points. The wit passes to set guys up and, and put guys in position to score is a highlight of what I've been saying all week. 
you know, whenever I advocate for Jared Butler to be a two-way player, it's partly because this roster is so chock full of young talent and just talent in general that if it gets to the point where, where minutes are given to a non-Keontae Johnson two-way player that truly matter and are significant, things are already out of whack. There's already things that, that, that have kind of gone differently than expected to where like I'm not even focusing on that right now. What I am focusing on is the fact that Jared Butler can be maximized with the blue to you know, help Kathy Johnson grow, to help uh, that, that program down there where that might have a lot of interesting pieces down there for OKC this year. And just maximize a, a, an outlet, a, a part of what the Thunder like to do, and that's maximize the G League, maximize um, their opportunities there and help grow players. Speaking of Kathy Johnson, he's going to be the reason why you watch the back half of Summer League this year. He didn't play at all in Salt Lake City. I'm sure that he'll get to play pretty much the rest of Summer League, I would guess, maybe, or at least close to it. Uh, and, and he did a good job getting his feet wet in this one. What stood out and, and, and was leaps and bounds, you know, the, the takeaway from him was his athletic ability. He was so athletic, and it created it created multiple possessions and, of course, capped off that lob play. Six points and assist. Uh, I'm sorry, six rebounds and assist, seven points, uh, finishing off that lob from from uh, Kaysen Wallace. Love what we saw from Keontae Johnson. So the Thunder win this game. They were once up by 14 points. Dallas only led by three. Seven lead changes, four times tied. A sloppy start to this one, but eventually OKC, of course, settled in, obviously. The Thunder lost the rebounding battle to Dallas, 46-41. OKC had 16 turnovers to Dallas's 18. OKC lost points in the paint, 32-24. They lost fast break points, 24-9. Uh, they lost second chance points, 18-11. The Thunder, though, shot 44% from three to Dallas's 29 uh, Dallas shot 70% at the line. OKC shot 61% at the line. And then from the floor, OKC was 46% to Dallas is 41%. The Thunder had four double figures. Dallas had three. MVP of this game is Jason Wallace. Obviously, what a great debut from him. Up next on Monday's show, we're going to break down this trade with Houston and Atlanta. And just what a mess of a trade this is, by the way, in a good way for OKC. Bad way for Houston, uh, in my opinion, uh, because of just the, the, the optics of of the Thunder acquiring more second-round picks to taking on uh, the young guys. But we'll talk about the trade with Atlanta on Monday, update the roster projection, and set the new expectation level a week in to Summer League on Monday. Tuesday is all about you, the listener. You everydayers, pile in your questions for Tuesday's show and topics you want to hear me discuss for Tuesday. Wednesday and Thursday, we're recapping Summer League games. And Friday, what if everything goes perfectly right for Oklahoma City? We'll talk about that on Friday. But until tomorrow, folks, be good and be good to one another. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.